Hi, we are back with another Tower After Hours podcast. Um, This is Tower After Hours episode 21, and unfortunately we could not um, plan things out well enough. Bummer. We are doing our 21st episode and celebrating Tower's 20th anniversary, so... Lousy planning on us. Lousy planning on us. Um, You know, should have seen that coming. But we didn't. So, um, hi, this is Kelly, and today I have with me Mike Mattis. Our special guest. And that's it. Just me and Mike Mattis. Usually we have a room full, but um, it's just the two of us today. Um, Because as I mentioned, um, we are celebrating Tower Marketing's 20th anniversary. And so this is going to be a little bit of a different podcast. It's just going to be me interviewing Mike about running Tower. How cozy. (laughs) Um, so we have been celebrating the 20th anniversary all year long, but it's kind of coming to a culmination this week, um, because we're having our 20th anniversary party. Um, we just launched our new, um, website. Um, so this is kind of the week where it feels, it feels like a party. Every day's a party. It's funny because it also feels kind of new. I mean, the website was such a big buildup. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, it's done. You know, it's like, okay, now what? Now what do we do? Where will we go from here? Yeah, the well, work, the work kind of starts now. I'm sure that's one of the questions on there. Where will we go from? Yeah, so we've yeah. been talking about the 20th anniversary since January. This is kind of the week where all the big things happen. So, yeah, fun. Because technically, the uh, anniversary is January 1st. Right. But there was no way that we were going to be ready for any of that. So. <laughs> Still the 20th year, Yes. so here we are in September. September seems like a good time to celebrate. It does. Okay, so I've got a couple questions for Mike, and we are just going to... Wing it. Wing it, yeah. So, um, maybe this is a little known fact, but Tower Marketing was Tower Marketing before it fell into Mike Mattis' lap. So, (laughs) it just fell into his lap. It was that easy. Here it is. (laughs) So, when you started your relationship with Tower Marketing, what were you doing for the company? Um, But the company officially started in 1997, uh, hence the 20 years. Um, And it was started by two other guys. Hi, Andy. Hi, uh, Chris, if you're watching or listening, I should say. If you're watching, it's really creepy. You still want to get that video (laughs) I do. I want the video one. but we, they were doing um, like computer networking and programming, you know, and they had a bunch of um, sources just because Chris was doing locksmithing. I think he's still doing locksmithing, but he was getting business uh-huh. through that, you know, because he was working with businesses and, hey, by the way, we can do, you know, networking and all that kind of stuff. So that's You're locked out of your building. Would you like a website? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's only natural. Right. Um, <laughs> So that's where it kind of, you know, it started. Um, and then um, I worked with Andy, um, our other partner, um, at the agency that we worked at. And then we were just kind of started doing some things on the side. And um, up until about 98, 99 is when I started working with them. And then um, I had, my sister knew a guy who bought like all this um like optical lens equipment, lenses, prisms, mm-hmm. mirrors, and they needed a website done. So we just started doing all this stuff for him, and he started really liking it, and he's like, can you build me a website that sells stuff? Because 
back then, nobody was selling anything. No. You were even afraid to put your credit card into a website at that point. Everybody was really paranoid about <laughs> people it. People still are. They still are. <laughs> you know, even all these years later. Um, but that's where it really began. Um, and they were having, you know, they were having pretty good success with it. But, you know, it wasn't really until 2003 that we, um, you know, really started going after it. And that's when the web really started taking off and tools mm-hmm. started getting better. Um even at that time, there was no WordPress. It was, you know, we were just going full force. Don't steal my thunder. That's, oh, sorry. that's later. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sneak peek yeah. into years. Uh... <laughs> but so at some point, you were working a full-time job yes. and trying to get Tower yeah. to be your full-time so job. So it's like working 40 hours and then working what felt like another 40 hours. Um, seriously, I just remember being like on our bed, just banging away on my laptop and then you know, going to sleep and, cause it was exhausting. Um, cause you'd have to try and figure out how to get a client who was working during the day to talk to them mm-hmm. and you couldn't respond until at night. Um, because it's not like it is today with phones and everything. Yeah. You, um, you had your computer at home, so you had to wait and then it's like, you know, you're at work and you're like back. Did you even have a things. laptop? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think I did later. I think I did later, but I was working on one of those bubble iMacs for a while. You know, the, oh my God, the those lime, are heavy to right? Get. The lime, the tangerine, and you know, of course, right. So, speaking of the lime, I don't think a lot of people know why Tower is lime green. So, can you share that little tidbit? Boy, that's a good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked why it was lime. I would say you the told logo, the story. You told the story about. Go ahead. The, why you chose the colors you did. Well, the, lo- the logo was, um, originally, it was black and gold, um, like an orange. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, were, there wasn't anybody out there at the time that was green. You know, so we were looking to, for a way to kind of separate ourselves. And green was a way to do that. Even to this day, I mean, there are people that say, hey, you're the lime green guys. I was like, all right, we'll, we'll take it. I thought you told me, I thought you told the story about your sneakers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wow, yes, yes. I'm dredging up all your past. I know, right. And Kelly knows You're my like, past better than files, I do. You're like, in my files, it says you had a pair true. of sneakers. That's true, that is true. I forgot about that. Yeah, I had a pair of sneakers in, oh my God, that was like, the, that, was bef- that was pre-tower. It was like 95. I had to have these sneakers, and they were black and green. Um and they were the coolest things ever. I couldn't even get them in the. I couldn't even get them in Pennsylvania. They were only available in Oregon for some reason. <laughs> so I had to go to Foot Locker. They were really dedicated them, with and when those. They came, yeah, I mean, and, and when they they came, they were just these glorious black and lime green things. So that's probably where I was like, yeah, we need to do, do, do you know black and lime green. But um, <laughs> it's funny, just pulled that right out of my subconscious. I was kind of afraid. Maybe I made that yeah, up in no, my head. No, no. <laughs> Or it was somebody else telling you. You're a story like, oh about- god, I gotta go edit that okay, blog now. No, that's totally correct. Um, okay, so you had started out with partners, but around 2006, you became the sole owner of Tower Marketing. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to like find an office space and hire staff, and for the yeah. first time on your own, how was that whole process? That was scary to say the least. Um, you know. My wife, you know, was was like, are you sure you're doing this the right way? Because <laughs> you just keep putting yourself out there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're going to buy a place and you really need one. And, 
It's like, do you really need help? It's like, look, there's, there's programming, and you know, I'm a designer, so I could build a website, but <clears throat> all the functionality that was needed, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people now that just do that solely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think right out of the gate, I needed a developer, so I found a developer. We didn't have a an office at the time, so I met them at, at um, um, in Lidditz, um Coffee Place. Dosi Do. Dosi Do. Thank you. Um, so we're meeting outside, and I'm like, "Yeah, I need a developer. I need them, you know, tomorrow." And you know, um, to their credit, they were like, it was, "They bought something totally unseen." Mm-hmm. They're like, "I don't know where I'm going to be working." You know, um, at that point, we were, you know, we were in business for a while, and we had a lot of clients, but we didn't have a lot of. But I tell you what, I did have. I had a huge backlog of work that just was just building up, building up, building up. So that was actually That's a happy problem. A lot of new businesses don't necessarily have that problem. (laughs) But the key to that was I could go out and get a a building and get a developer. Mm -hmm. And um, we even had, um, we have a marketing person too at that time was working part time. And um, that allowed all that because I knew it was all coming. So, Mm -hmm. you know... I always say that there was never a book on how Tower was supposed to be run or created or anything, but some of it's just almost common sense. It's like, how am I going to pay for this? Well, I got this coming. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, and a lot of it is a leap of faith, you know, and taking chances is definitely something that everybody kind of says that is really important in business. And I mean, I feel like we do that <laughs> almost every day. I mean, you have to follow your intuition and be like, you know, this is the right thing to do. And, and there's still no book about how towers should be run. There still isn't. <laughs> there still isn't. But you know what? I think, and I, having come 20 years and looking back, it's easier to look at the next 20 years and say, well, that's how that whole thing went. The next 20 years should kind of be like this to a certain extent, just because we know what works and what doesn't work now, you know? From people to computers to processes, all that stuff. So that's a good segue into this question that you kind of... (laughs) What's the next 20 years? No, well, I was going to save that for the end, but we'll get there. So you kind of mentioned, so right now, like you're building websites and we use WordPress and we use um, WooCommerce for um, e-commerce and we use MailChimp to send out, you know, do email marketing. And when you started tower marketing, none of this existed. Mm -hmm. And you and your team kind of almost created these precursors to a CMS platform and a e-commerce platform. Yeah. Tell us about Maestro, (laughs) Shopkeeper, and Newsroom. Newscaster? Newscaster. It's cut off here. I couldn't see what it was called. (laughs) Um, I would say that was kind of the start of where tower really took off because... Um, there wasn't anything out there. There was no WordPress, and there were people that were... CMS was starting to be a buzzword, and there were CMSs out there, but they were not well-formed, not well-marketed, none of that. So there was an opportunity there. Um, we also thought that if we marketed them and gave them names mm-hmm. and gave them logos, that people would grab onto them and think that they were more than they really were. Um, and that's really what kind of got us on the map as far as... Um, starting to sell these applications and you know the e-commerce one was was huge but the more and more we did them the more we kept on refining you know what we did 
And then, you know, in 2010, 2011, the, the writing was on the wall. Like, you know, Constant Contact was already out uh-huh. by then. I think MailChimp was even, you know, out in its infancy. And um, So know. when these things come out now, like, okay, WordPress is invented and MailChimp, yeah. are you like, yeah, kind of like, hey... I did this myself, or were you like, oh, thank God, we have, we can use these new things? Well, it's, you know, everybody will say that everything you create is kind of like your own baby. Yeah. So I kind of went kicking and screaming, and I, I, I still remember the, the, the meeting that we had, I don't know, somewhere 2011, 2012, where we were like, we need to ditch these things because they were so custom that they were a pain to keep uh, updated. Yeah, and it probably you know. took a lot of time. Now you use WordPress, let WordPress do the updates, and you don't have to like right. reinvent the wheel every time. Right, which so. is what was almost like a, you know, a symbolic point in Tower's you know history of let's work smarter, not harder. Yeah, you know, you say that a lot. Not to mention, it's like let the people who are doing the work drive what you know technologies you use and tools you use, which is why we use so many tools now. I mean. We love tools at Tower. We love tools. <laughs> Some right. of us more than others. But, um, I mean, even the technologies that we use. I mean, we were just talking this morning about um, Paper.js, which is a, um, an SVG platform that the devs want to use for creating these animated um, websites. You know, so when you scroll down, they kind of build along the way. So it's all about how do we stay ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that's what clients want. They come to us and they're like, we want the latest and the greatest. We don't want, you know, technology that's even today. You know, they want something that's going to make their website um, viable for the next three to five years. So something else that was not really, say, invented or discovered or founded when you started at Tower Marking was Google. Mm-hmm. So what was that like when now all of a sudden there's this Google? Did you think it was... I always like kind of joke with you. I say, when you first saw Google, you probably just thought it was a flash in the pan and it would be gone in a month. Yeah, because it was, um, you know, everybody um, talks about how the startups were a big thing mm-hmm. in the late 90s. And Google was just another one of those things. Come up with, a, you know, a really goofy name for a startup and, you know, put a website together and off you go. Um, but, I mean, back then we were trying to... Um, do everything we could to get on top of Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo was the big thing. It feels foolish now, doesn't it? It feels very <laughs> foolish now. Um, I mean, because we really don't talk about any of the other search engines. Sure, Bing's out there and, you know, some of these smaller search engines, but it's still all about Google. But back then, it was all Yahoo. And then when Google came out, it was like, oh, this is cool, but it'll never fly. We're still going to do Yahoo. Yeah. I mean, at that point, we were still under Netscape. It wasn't even Internet Explorer, you know, to that AOL point. Online. Right. <laughs> right. And everybody had modems, and, yeah, it was very different. So you mentioned that you kind of started as a web designer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you almost – it's going to eventually be a three-part question. But oh, my gosh. Maybe I'll write What about – what do you miss about old websites, and what are you happy is oh gone from the way you used to create websites or you know elements of websites. I'm going to say something's totally blasphemous, but I actually miss Flash. Oh. Because you could do anything that you wanted in Flash, and a designer could actually do it because it was a graphic interface. You didn't have to rely on code. I Look, I know people are going to listen to this, and they'd be like, you know, Flash is terrible, and it's you know, got all kinds of security problems, which it does, but 
some of the Flash websites that came out were so cool and they were so trend-setting. But what's really funny is, you know, Flash died, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, I guess was maybe the start. Um, but you look at what they can do now and it's starting to look like the way the Flash websites did back then. You can do just about anything. It's which retro is, and vintage now, so it's yeah. coming back. <laughs> I will also say that I think um, design has kind of died a little bit. I mean, every website you do, the web logo's in the upper left, the navigation goes across the top, you got a header, footer, sliders, three boxes across. I mean, it's very formulaic mm-hmm. now, but it kind of kills the whole artistic piece of it, but... Um, you know, when was web? When did websites stop being art and start becoming tools? I mean, tools are in our everyday um, routine. You know, how many how many searches do we do in a day? Um, uh, it's a stat that I have somewhere that I know I've put in some blog that I've written. Yeah, probably billions. I mean, even on vacation, we're like we're sitting there talking about the most you know weirdest stupidest things and we're like hey let me google what the actual answer is yeah and we'll do that like 10 times in a night and you you always tease us when you know we're sitting around having lunch or whatever and like we all have our phones out and oh you, i know but i think sometimes you see something online and i think it can be and a it conversation spurs. starter it does right. so you know like so yeah sitting around with someone and be like what was that thing and then somebody will google it and you'll be like oh yeah so right. I'm not totally against it, but... But what's really funny is if there's a pause, there's a pause in the conversation, everybody goes right for their phones They're and like, they what start... what can we talk about? Right, right, right. Let's, let's keep the conversation going. <laughs> um, so you played a very big role in the design of the new tower site because the company is your baby and the website is your baby. So what are your kind of favorite things about that? What are the favorite things about it? You know, I love that we put... Or, like, I guess maybe, like, even, like, what did you think about when you were designing it? What parts do you like? You know, things like that. Um, there are a lot of cool parts to it. You know, I think... We were kind of talking about it at lunch a little bit. And I think the, the cool thing is is I have people coming up to me saying that it's cool because it looks like it reflects who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Because that's all I really wanted. I wanted it to be about us. I didn't want it to be, um, you know, I didn't want it to look cookie cutter. I mean, I don't think there's a stock shot in there, mm-hmm. you know, that I know of. Maybe in the blog somewhere. But, right. But as far as, like, the main things. Um, but also doing all the case studies, mm-hmm. you know, really shows how much work we've done, how much experience we've gained. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of exciting that we can use all that going forward. So, um, well, I think it's a good point that it does reflect us because even though you definitely led the charge on the design, you know, you had Ashley adding some things and you had Ryan working on videos and of course, Chris developed it and brought his, you you know, thoughts and Alyssa and I did most of the copy and, you know, so I think everybody was collaborative. Yes. Has a role to play in it. And I think we, and and Chris built it and, um, Tim did some of the tools that are Mm -hmm. on there. So. I mean, we all took a stab at it, and that was really cool. Yes. Okay. So, where am I here? I've lost my train of thought. Um, the biggest obstacle you overcame getting Tower off the ground? The biggest obstacle? 
That's a good question. There are, there are a lot of obstacles. I mean, knowing that I am always just a cog in this whole machine can be humbling because you think, well, you're the owner and you have complete control of it. You don't. You know, it's still all about the people and our team and how things work. And look, we learned a lot of lessons over the years on things to do and not to do. And, um, but I know a lot more because of going through, you know, some of those difficult times, but, um, you know, but listening to your intuition is probably the best list, best lesson I ever learned because, um, more often than not, it's right. But there's also a lot of things like how to do accounting and, um, how to do taxes and when things come and why things are they are <laughs> as far as um, law and logistics. And you only learn that by screwing up and then somebody saying, you can't do that, you know? <laughs> and then the next time you do it, you're like, Haha, I'm smart I'm not now. Gonna do that. <laughs> right. I'm smart now. And now I know not to do that. Um, but, you know, that's a testament to being here for 20 years is screwing up and still, mm-hmm. you know, mushing on okay Um, so now you have all this like newfound running a business knowledge (laughs) if you started a second business that wasn't a marketing agency what would you want to do great question great question would it have any kind of business any kind of business i feel like i might know what you say comic books yes Wait, is that the real answer or is that just what you thought I would guess it would be? Well, that was my intuitive answer. I don't know. I mean, it all depends, you know, what the circumstances are. If I had to start again when I was, you know, the same age, I don't know. This was always, this is going to sound so hokey, but I always knew that this was the way this was supposed to go and I was just going to do this. So there was was no other plan. This was it and I was going to make this work no matter what, but... The comic book store would just be cool. Would be it cool. would just be cool. You know, there's a... It's probably a lot more downtime. <laughs> and there's no money in it. <laughs> and then you can just read comic book. Right. And I would have, and I would have lots of cool, interesting friends. <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> we're doing air quotes. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. But um, Okay, so you... Kind of a two-part question, too. What has been your biggest success, and where does that where does that take you for the next twenty years? What's the greatest success? I feel successful when everybody here feels successful. Because it's it's funny because I mean people, even people at home, you know, my family will ask me, it's like, do you feel successful now? Because it's been twenty years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it always feels like a work in progress. You know, I don't, I won't ever feel successful until uh, oddly enough it's over like if you know the day i retire you know hopefully from tower um but um i think that'll be the day that you kind of look back on it and say yeah it was a great ride but i mean it's funny we have lots of meetings now and i'll tell people internally here just be like don't um, don't turn away from where you are right now because this could be the best time of your life and you'll miss it you know, for whatever reason, it could even be personal, mm-hmm. you know, family, you know, kids, uh, work, professional, whatever that is, you know, take stock in what you have. 
you know, everybody's looking to the future. It's like, oh, maybe I'll be happy one day. Nah, if you're not happy right now, then maybe you're not doing the right thing. Right. So, um, so we're getting very psychological here. Yeah. I feel like I needed a big, I feel like I need a big, um, like good wrap up question. So what, what happens you, in 20 years? Well, we kind of did that. Yeah. But, and, and that was very philosophical, but like just to end on a, what do you think? <laughs> She's getting closer to the microphone. I love that. Like so what do you think is going to, I mean, what's going to be the next big thing? Is it going to be virtual reality? Or are we all going to be like on the internet on virtual reality glasses? Is it going to be, I don't know. What, what's, what's going to be the next big thing? In 20 years from now when I say, oh, you thought X was just going to be a flash in the pan, didn't you? What's that X? What's... You know, it's funny because I think in some way, shape, or form, social media is going to morph into something else. It's just, it's, it's almost too antisocial. Social media is antisocial? It is. Doesn't it feel that way? It's mean. Because it's really mean. You go to restaurants sometimes and you'll, I, I, I swear to God, we, we saw a family, four of them, all sitting there with their phones. Yeah. Just, I was just like, God, is that what it's come down to? They probably haven't had a conversation all day, but yet they're talking to 80 people in who knows where all across the United States that yes. they probably never met in person. Yeah. It just feels so disconnected, but in a platform that's supposed to make you connected. I don't know. I th- just think video is going to become bigger in some way, shape, or form. Um, we'll have feeds with people all the time, and we'll get over ourselves on how we look when FaceTime pops up. And it's shocking. Know. It's still right. shocking to right. this day when you accidentally hit a button on Instagram, right. and now all of a sudden, FaceTime's like, whoa, yeah, whoa. You think they do something? To... Yeah, because you put the filters like on FaceTime, three, so you're two, like gorgeous one. and glowing and right. something. Right, like a warning <laughs> shot. Here it comes. Be prepared. Yeah, smile for the camera. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Um. I don't know. It's kind of curious what... I think the one thing that we have going for us... Go ahead, save it. No, I... Yeah, I... Is I think our stock and trade will always be our creativity. Because you can't get our creativity anywhere else. It's our brains. It comes right from there. Um, And I think you will never... You know, time will never kill that. It's just we have to keep reinventing ourselves and, you know, keep coming up with that creative creative slant whatever it may be everything else is just a platform you know the web and it's funny it's you know websites were just a thing you know that that took tremendous amount of time but over time you know websites are going to get much easier to use and i mean you know who knows in 20 years if we'll even be designing websites because there'll be some google thing out there that makes websites for you Okay. And you can do anything you want. I thought of my question. And I we only have wait. about five more I minutes because we have to give up. Ball. We have to give up the recording equipment. All right. Um, iPhone 10. That's a want want for me. <laughs> really? It is. You just don't want to have to unlock your phone with a selfie. <laughs> That's right. So we're back to FaceTime. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. 20 times a day. I mean, how narcissistic is that? That anytime you want to use your phone, you now have to, like, I mean, talk about just It's creepy. Do you remember when you had to unlock the phone with your fingerprint and you had to do the fingerprint like You know, I tried it. I tried it for like a good, when I got this phone, I tried it for a good three months and I hated it. So I went back to just clicking the home button. 
See, the thing works so fast now that it's, it's like you don't even notice it. Mm. But this thing, I mean, it's going to take your your face, but it, you're going to have to do swipes. Like, you know, swipe right, swipe left, because it wants to know your whole head oh no matter. God. Yeah, it's spooky. But if you think about it, you only have, you're, you're so unique. Yes. That... You're unique. <laughs> what a great way to end this. Um, so you don't you're you're not gonna be in line for the <laughs> I am not gonna be in line. I think that whole Apple thing has kind of died off. You know, I'm sure the bit. the nine ninety nine price tag. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. And the thing is it you know, and I don't know, maybe it's we're getting old. It's like I don't feel like diving through that um, all that stuff to see what it does and what it doesn't do. Uh-huh. And there's a new A10 chip and it's twice as fast. And I don't care. I'm not sure I would do anything different with my phone. Yeah. World. We're the oldest. We're the two oldest people. So That's right. We really maybe <laughs> right. shouldn't even be technology this has passed us by. <laughs> it's the thing is, is you know, um, I saw an article um, and most people just wanted um, a glass that didn't break. And a longer battery life. That's all people wanted. And Apple didn't do that. Now it's all glass, right? It's glass it's on both sides. Yes. It's stronger just because it has like another layer or something in we'll it. We'll find but, a way. We'll find a way to break right. it. I mean, seriously, every time it's, hey, hey, can I borrow your phone? There's some kind of crack in it. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, know, I Yeah. You just want to cry when your phone's broken like that. I did. I, when I broke my phone, I... Is it broke now? It's not broke now, but my previous one broke and I was at a concert... And I dropped it. And like a couple weeks later, I was, um, my friend sent me a video from the concert. I was like, I don't remember this part at all. And they were like, no, that was right after you dropped your phone. You lost about 45 <laughs> minutes of your life. <laughs> That's heartbreaking. Yes. Oh, okay. So if you're listening to the podcast, that means you are on the tower website, the new tower website. So look around, visit some things, look for some little surprises. Make a comment. Make a comment anywhere. Just comment. Right. Um, okay. And we will be back. With episode 22. For episode 22. Wah, wah. <laughs> Better planning next year. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Peace out.